and welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. I am Christy, and I am here with my friend and co-host Bree. Hello there. And we are here today to talk about Cinderella. This is specifically the 2021 adaptation that came out very recently, otherwise known as Girl Boss Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, it was... It's just, there's no subtitle on this one. It's just Cinderella. So when Christy was telling me about it, she told me, she she described it as girl boss Cinderella. Yeah. And that's, that's how I've, <laughs> I usually see this one described. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> but when this one came out, that's like all I saw about this movie is people describing it in reviews and tweets and everything as the girl boss Cinderella. Um, and it's, I was, as a result, I was so hyped for this movie because oh. I just, it, in, in my head, that, that title conjures up this image of this really over the top, out of touch attempt to talk about feminism, maybe with a dash of those like uh, MLM Facebook scam. Oh, ad, no. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That kind of girl boss. I was. That's what I was hoping for. So yeah, I was so jazzed to watch this one. Um, and yet after watching the movie, well, it's definitely not great. And it also is, a, you know, maybe a little weird sometimes without it's, handles it, feminism. It's completely unsubtle in all of its in all of its handling. So I can see where the girl boss comes from. But yeah. it's not. It's not awful. Like it's no. not too over the top with it. it's it's it is it's subtle as a sledgehammer but that's okay like it's not over the top no and this movie is also not trying to be subtle so it feels yeah like <laughs> yeah not no attempts to be subtle are made here and that's fine nothing you don't have to be subtle yeah yeah so this one yeah, definitely, again, did not live up to the hype expectations. Um, I think it's maybe, it's just, this is like the worst Cinderella movie the general public has seen. And uh, of course, we are we are the bad princess movie experts here. I was here, gonna so, say, yeah. So for, for us, this is like, no, this is nothing. This ain't nothing. This is fine. Yeah, I'd even argue, like, I don't know, I've seen, I guess... Yeah, maybe it is a skewed perspective that you've cast upon me now that I <laughs> if I was just if I was just a normal person who had only seen <laughs> you know, your average versions of Cinderella, this might be like, uh, this, this isn't great, but now it's, I'm like, this is this was fine. <laughs> it's kinda like this is this is the the hobbits that left the Shire and <laughs> <laughs> they've seen they've seen the world seen some shit <laughs> god oh, god oh does that make wait does that make you frodo i don't I'm know i don't know if i'm responsible Sam? enough to be frodo yeah that's fair we're more like the mary and pippin yeah I don't know. I don't know if we're even that. Maybe you, but I feel like I'm. I'm more of a golem myself. <laughs> oh no! Just <laughs> <laughs> hoarding all your princess movies, like my precious. 
Oh, basically, shit. Oh. <laughs> this is I'm starting to ring really true. Oh no. <laughs> I, I do like when I when I order these movies and I'm anxiously awaiting them in the mail. Um, every time I go to the postal box and I look in and there's nothing there, I do curse out loud. Just to like, just I don't know. I take it very personal when yeah. I do not get my new fucking movie. And it's, oh, it's the mysterious postman's fault. How dare they? Dare they? Oh, Don't they know dare. that I need that the fish? I need my precious movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Oh. But yes. Anyway. Guess, on, on that Cinderella. Note, yeah, on, on that note, uh, speaking of princess movies and dvds um this one does not exist on dvd at least at the time of recording this movie is exclusive to amazon prime um, ah yes and and maybe i, I think it's a good opportunity just to briefly mention uh up until this point i've generally avoided streaming bad princess movies um both for the podcast and in my general movie nights uh my preference for when I host a movie night is to have the physical DVD in front of my guests. <laughs> to have your precious. Um, my precious. My, sh- my shelves with my precious DVDs. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm one of those people, I like collecting physical media. And I also just feel like there's something about having these awful movies on a physical <laughs> DVD that it somehow adds to the experience. Just the thought that Someone out there thought that this movie was worth printing onto a physical DVD. <laughs> just adds a little extra spice. It and does. so I'm always really bummed when a bad movie is streaming only. And and as a result, I've kind of avoided them for my movie nights. Ah. I think things have kind of shifted a bit, especially during COVID, as more and more big blockbuster movies were released through streaming. Yeah. Um, so, like, this might get a DVD release at some point, but it was, it's an Amazon production on an Amazon streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, why would Amazon give you another way to watch it? Yeah. Very, very annoying. Um, so, I, I I guess to mention, I'm not sure if I'm going to have clips in this episode, because I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure out how to record audio directly <laughs> through my computer. <laughs> I'm a little stupid. Um, if, I, if you don't hear any music in the intro of this podcast episode, it means that I either could not figure it out, or maybe I just got lazy. You maybe, maybe just got lazy. Maybe I just got lazy. I'm just trying you to know, that's for fair. myself. It's not... And, I mean, the music in this one is... Good. <laughs> um, I uh, shortly before we started recording, Bree sent me in all caps a bolded font message. Christy, is this a jukebox musical? <laughs> and yes, yes, it is. Ah, uh, it's not the worst though. Like that's still it's it's no strange magic. And see, I. Enjoy strange magic. I know you over do. I I, <laughs> I I'll admit I did not get into 
this particular jukebox musical, and I don't know what it was. We'll maybe get into it a bit more in the discussion, but I think Strange Magic, better movie. Um. <laughs> Would you mm-hmm. agree? Mm-hmm. And, uh, no. <laughs> well. <laughs> maybe Christy, I we can... may have to. We may have to disagree on that one. I guess Strange, this this is a better movie than Strange Magic. I'm sorry. Oh come on, come I'm on! Sorry. I no, no. Well, I would rather watch this one again. Really? Really? God, I I guess to each their own. <laughs> well, <laughs> before we get further into it. Will you tell? Will you? Uh, will you give the synopsis of Cinderella? <laughs> yes. Let's let's get into it. We'll get into the plot summary for this particular version of Cinderella. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was an old-fashioned kingdom bound by tradition. Here, everyone had a part to play, and they played it without question. Little did they know, their world was about to change. We are introduced to Ella, her two stepsisters, and her stepmother. Ella is a kind girl, going so far as to rescue a caterpillar from a spider's web. Recently, Ella's stepmother has begun pressuring her to find a suitor, but Ella would much rather focus on designing and making dresses, as she dreams of one day opening her own dress shop. Ella's not the only one with suitor troubles. The crown prince, Prince Robert, is also getting pressure from his family to find and marry a princess. Prince Robert is not highly regarded in the kingdom, being seen as an idiot layabout, while his sister, Princess Gwen, is regarded as the brains of the royal family, though she is often overlooked because of her gender. King Rowan decides that he'll host a ball, at which Robert will be required to pick a bride, a development Robert is not happy with. Soon after, the royal family attends the changing of the guards, and there, Prince Robert catches a glimpse of Ella in the crowd. In spite of the distance, Ella manages to impress Robert, and so he makes two decisions. The first being to demand that his father invites every woman to the ball, not just the royal ones, to which the desperate king agrees. The second is that Robert decides to disguise himself as a peasant so that he could talk to Ella one-on-one. He manages to track Ella down as she is trying to sell one of her dresses in the town square. Robert and Ella chat, and a bond begins to form between them. Robert convinces Ella to go to the ball with the argument that it'd be a great networking opportunity for her. Ella agrees, and she and Robert plan to meet at the ball. On the day of the ball, Ella goes to join her stepfamily as they prepare to leave for the castle, and is shocked to find out that stepmother does not want Ella to join them at the ball. It's for girls who are unbetrothed, and as of this morning, you are spoken for. Stepmother has arranged Ella's marriage to a wealthy neighbor, which Ella protests. Stepmother remains firm, however, going so far as to throw ink on a dress that Ella spent weeks making to prevent her from going to the ball. All is not lost, however. The caterpillar Ella saved has spun a chrysalis, and from that chrysalis was born a magical butterfly that transforms into Ella's fabulous godmother, or Fab-G for short. To repay Ella for saving their life, Fab-G declares that they'll help Ella get to the ball. Fab-G uses magic to make one of Ella's dress designs real, in addition to a pair of glass slippers and a horse-drawn carriage, 
piloted by Ella's mice friends, who have been turned human for the night. With that, Ella is off, with the caveat that Fabji's magic will end at midnight. Ella arrives at the ball and begins milling around in the crowd. There she meets Queen Tatiana, who is so impressed by Ella's dress that she asks to see more of her design work, as she is on the hunt for someone who could travel the world with her and design her wardrobe. Ella and Queen Tatiana agree to meet the following day with a strict meeting time, as the Queen is scheduled to couch a ship home and cannot be delayed. Ella's elation is cut short when she sees Prince Robert and realizes that he was the man she talked to in the marketplace. Ella tries to leave, but Robert manages to convince her to stay and share a dance. After some romancing, Ella and Robert are fully in love, and Robert ends up proposing to Ella, which Ella turns down, once she hears that as queen, she would be expected to give up her dream of opening her business. Robert and Ella sadly part, just as the clock begins to strike midnight. Ella runs off, at one point throwing one of her glass slippers at her pursuers to prevent them from stopping her. Ella manages to escape the castle before the magic disappears completely, although her remaining glass slipper is left behind. The next morning, Stepmother meets with Ella and accidentally discovers Ella's glass slipper. Realizing that Ella is the woman the prince is in love with, Stepmother begs Ella to marry the prince so that she could provide for the family. Ella refuses and, in response, Stepmother insists that Ella will honor her arranged marriage. At the same time, Robert begins going door-to-door -door with Ella's glass slipper to try and reunite with her to no avail. Finally, Robert gets the bright idea to try searching for Ella in the place where they first met. Robert sets off to do so, while at the same time, Stepmother sets off with Ella to meet with her arranged husband. While Ella seems compliant at first, she's actually just waiting for the right opportunity to escape the carriage and flee to her meeting with Queen Tatiana. On the way there, she and Robert reunite, and he once again professes his love for her. He also tells her that she's inspired him to live his own life, that he doesn't want to be a king anymore, instead he just wants Ella. In response, Ella kisses him, and then immediately asks for his horse, and they speed off together to meet Queen Tatiana in the marketplace. Queen Tatiana looks over a sample of Ella's designs and, impressed, offers Ella a job. Ella and Robert make plans to travel the world together, while the king declares that Princess Gwen will inherit the throne. Ella makes peace with her stepfamily, and the film draws to a close with a citywide dance party. <laughs> the, the end. End. Everybody dance now. Every Everybody does a big dance to a song that I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I don't remember how this song, how this movie closes out. I was, oh. I think I was checked out by that point. <laughs> <laughs> you were just. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I had to watch this. I ended up watching this movie three times. Oh um, no, Christy. <laughs> I, Why? <laughs> so. Originally, we were going to take a look at this movie in February, I think it was, right after we did Disney Descendants 2. But that movie was also, like, two hours long. And yeah. We decided to space out the two-hour-long movies, um, except I had already watched oh, the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched the movie twice to write the plot summary and to start making my notes on it. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, I had to watch it a third time recently to 
make sure just to refresh my memory of this one and to finish my notes. And yeah, for those last two attempts, maybe even that first attempt, I, I kind of stopped like midway through that last dance sequence. Oh yeah, no, I was I was mentally out by that yeah. point. It's like, all right, I get it, I get it. Yeah, everybody it's, dances. It's wild to me because like, there's one, and I don't. Here's the thing, I don't remember what songs are in this. I like <laughs> once it hit because there are some original songs. Like there's yes. one or two where they are original songs, but a a, a bunch of them are just. Are, are the jukebox musical style like these are songs you know and we're just putting them in this film um it it's weird because there's one that happens when they're at the ball and there's all these princesses singing about oh it's what a man they're singing yeah, what yes. a man about the prince um and he starts singing seven nation army and then they mix the two very weird yeah. um <laughs> extremely yeah. strange combo uh it it is like the i i wasn't familiar with the seven nation army song but it is just like a weird like point in the you're you're grooving along to the what a man chorus and then he's just like talking about how he needs to escape and get out and it just feels like tonally they it, these songs don't feel like they go together and yet they smushed them together anyways yeah it's a super weird mashup but like something with the visuals and i will say for this movie i i have like one page of notes and one of the notes i have is i have strikingly little to say but another note is the costume designs are largely really good and really cool, especially in the in the ballroom scene, because it's all these princesses, and they're they're clearly from like all around the world. So there's all these different inspirations in their costumes and their dresses. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, I have the note that says this ballroom sequence is giving me some some Moulin Rouge vibes, and I'm not mad about it. But then I realized, wait, Moulin Rouge is another jukebox musical, but I love that movie. <laughs> Wait. Huh. So I had I had a, a moment of revelation where it's yeah. like, I don't hate jukebox musicals just you because. Just, you just hate every jukebox musical that I've shown you thus far. Yeah. <laughs> See, and for me with this one, as as mentioned in the intro, I, I like Strange Magic and I, I think I could get behind uh-huh. a good jukebox musical i i did not get into this one i feel like and and feel free to disagree with me i feel like strange magic the songs felt like they fit the tone of the movie better and that they weren't as jarring because i don't know i and i think well i think with the uh, i think with that it helps because it's like because it's animated, they could really mesh whatever's going on in mm-hmm. without having to have a, a weird suspension of disbelief. So yeah, I would say that sure, sure, they they fit this I, one. I, I don't know. <laughs> I I think, but I I feel also too like some of the song choices felt a little more 
Oh, I don't know how to describe it. It's just this movie, like some of the first few songs you get, you get Rhythm Nation, uh, Material yeah. Girl, and they just don't really feel like they fit in the universe. Whereas I feel like the songs in Strange Magic, the ones that they chose, it just felt like it fit within the universe better. That I wasn't, I, I, I don't know, just something about like stepmother and her and her daughters singing along to material girl and again maybe it's just because i'm more familiar with some of the songs that they used in cinderella that it just felt like just so jarring like oh this doesn't really fit like this is a i don't know it just this is a period movie and they're singing this 80s pop song and it just felt weird yeah yeah and yet and yet, I'm. Sh it's supposed to. It's not. I get. We again. We talked about this in the intro. They are going for a serious tone movie in this. It's supposed to be funny and wacky, and you're supposed to laugh at it. Yeah. And yet, it's just. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I think. That's fair. It didn't work. For, it, like it didn't work for me either. I. <laughs> I can't argue with you here. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I was just, yeah, I was very caught up for a while trying to think, why do I enjoy Strange Magic <laughs> and not this movie? I mean, why do you enjoy Strange Magic full stop is its own question. <laughs> oh, come on. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bog king, I think. He's just sweet. Uh, yeah. I like. He's got a cool design. Uh -huh. I, li I like that he's angry about everything. I relate. <laughs> Except I don't look cool. <laughs> you look cool, Christy. <laughs> I you don't try. look like you're made out of bark and have like a slender man figure because you're not a, a weird little fairy creature, but you look but, cool. And that no, that's see, you just described all the reasons why I don't look cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. On on the note of the costume designs, um, uh huh. I I do not like Ella's dress in this no. movie. No. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if you were counting that as. One oh of no, the... no 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 no! I okay. meant I meant all the princesses. That was the one point where I was like, okay, this costume these costumes are really like varied and fun. Like that mm. was what, but like pr Ella's dress is fucking. <laughs> I do no not likey. like it. It's weird. Yeah. It's just, I don't like it. And in a movie where the main character is trying to be a fashion designer and there's a lot of <laughs> emphasis placed on how she's, you know, she's trying to, she wants to design and make outfits. Her dress needs to have a certain wow factor that makes yeah. everybody turn their heads and stare. Um, have you seen the live action, the Disney's live action Cinderella? No. Okay. But you you're probably you probably know that outfit, right? The big blue Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so oh god, this is going to get confusing cuz that version of Cinderella is also named Ella. Um Oh, that's the that's the whole thing. Her name is Ella. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. But um in the Disney live action version, that dress 
um, is at first glance, it's, it's a relatively simple design. It's got this big voluminous skirt and a bodice, and it was called a bertha, which is that big fluffy thing around the shoulders. And what makes that dress really stand out, first off, is the color design. Because no one else at the ball has a dress in that particular shade of blue. So right off the bat there, ah. she stands out so much in the crowd. And the next thing is that the fabric of that skirt is this very particular type of fabric. I, I follow um, a, a few costume people on, on YouTube. And one of them did a big deep dive into making this a remake of this dress. So I, uh, Bella May Designs, I believe is her YouTube channel definitely go check her out if you're interested in costuming stuff um but she she did all this research into the type of fabric used for that dress and the name escapes me but that fabric is is super light and airy so that when uh cinderella when ella in that movie dances it's like the fabric is floating and it has ah. this graceful magical feel and and adding to that there are so many layers and layers of fabric in the skirt, all different colors and, and different types of like iridescence so that it sparkles and moves and it's almost like it's shifting. And altogether, that reads like a dress made from magic and it looks beautiful. Great job on that adaptation. Um, with this version of Cinderella, you don't get that feeling from her dress. And I, no. I can't help but feel like maybe they wrote themselves into a corner because while Fab G makes Ella's dress, um, they specifically took the design from one of Ella's designs. So I feel like maybe they unintentionally restricted themselves to design well, a dress I... that felt I... like it was grounded in reality versus pushing for something that felt like it was born from magic. Yeah, well, I think I think that was kind of the point because it's like if she's going to the ball to show off the dress that she designed, because at first she's got a dress that she designed and made, and then her stepmother fucks it up, um, <laughs> which we have to talk about the, yes. the stepmother and stepsisters later. They're really interesting in this film, um, actually, mm -hmm. but. The whole thing is that she's going in a dress she designed so that she can show off her design so that people can be like, oh, who designed that? And she can be like, me. So it had to come from one of her designs. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it had to be at least something that would be physically possible that she yes. could be like, I designed this and also I could make something like this for you or for yeah. sale. Yeah. So that makes sense. It's the dress is fine. It's just it's not it doesn't stand out particularly and mostly it's like maybe it's because listen, I don't have a fashion sense. I don't know shit about <laughs> fashion. I don't know about like gala fashion. I I don't know what's on the runway. What like pieces of art kind of style no. fashion. I don't know anything about that. So maybe this was like a really like hot hot couture. Is that how you say hot, it? Hot couture. Hot couture. I don't know <laughs> shit. Um, maybe that. Maybe it is like that. And I just didn't know. But I. <sighs> it's just. It's just. The only thing that's kind of weird or special about it is like it's square. 
the hips are square. Yeah. It, it's... it got some right angles around the around the butt area, and that's it. Yeah, I forget. I forget what that style of like undergarment is, but it, it kind of holds the skirt out so that it's all rectangular, and you have to go through doorways sideways. Yeah, I don't know. I that's I'm also. It. I'm also not a fashion person. I'm. We're bringing you this podcast. I'm sitting in a t-shirt that has Pinocchio on it. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, <laughs> pajama pants that are covered with paint. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah. I'm not a fashion person, but I do enjoy watching uh, people do costume stuff on YouTube. So that's yeah. where all of my information is gleaned from. Um, I guess, and maybe that's my bias, because... I just saw these videos of this this one woman on YouTube again, Bella May Designs. She made she made that Disney live action Cinderella dress. This one person in her house by herself, she made that dress. And so while that dress, you know, again in universe, that was made by that Cinderella's fairy godmother. And so it's meant to be otherworldly. It's still possible it, like that dress could be made by one person and so for Ella in this movie for her dress design to come so flat it's like yeah it again it, it feasibly you know they didn't want to give this weird impression that oh there's no way she could have made that dress herself yeah um, and yet she could have she could have but even the other dresses she designs are not super they're fine it's uh, yeah again it's better than anything i could do i guess sure sure that's not yeah that's not withstanding mm-hmm. everyone in this film can do their things better than i could do them yeah <laughs> that's not up for debate mm-hmm. i'm a potato and i make cartoons uh, i can't make a dress <laughs> i don't know shit yeah <laughs> i think it is just it's Again, in a movie where the main character wants to be a fashion designer, and and I think I think mostly that that scene with Queen Tatiana, Queen like, yeah. what kind of dress is going to make a queen go? Oh, I need to go talk to that person because that dress is amazing, and I want to know where she got it. It yeah. has to be. It has a to be something. Soup. So it has got to be amazing to make a dress impress a queen to the point that you know oh, I got I got to get me in on that. Yeah. Uh, shrug. <laughs> I got to say I I to touch on the transformation sequence uh-huh. because that that's always something that I like seeing in Cinderella movies the transformation sequence because some people Similar to a Beauty and the Beast transformation sequence, it's either all or nothing. Um, but, <laughs> but Ella's transformation in this movie, it's almost weirdly menacing. Yeah, um, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fabji makes the blossoms of a wisteria tree flutter around Ella and, and the petals slowly form this dress around her. And it looks cool, but the music... And the wind sounds that happen when this is going menacing. on. Menacing. Yeah, and it's just like spooky. It's like what's yeah. going to happen? <laughs> just is this is this what it's supposed to is it supposed to happen like this? Yeah, it's like is this where it all goes wrong? Like what's going oh, on? God. 
Turns out this is the horror version. Yeah, like, what? just something, yeah, just, something just felt off about that scene. (laughs) It was very weird. Yeah. Oh, Um, man. God, this is, the other thing about Transformation Sequence 2, um, I feel like Fab G kind of showed up (laughs) Ella a little bit. Oh my god, yeah, the, like, the costume on Fab G is so cool. Yeah, and and when they transform, so um after, so Fab G is the caterpillar, and then the chrysalis, and then the chrysalis opens, and this little butterfly flutters out, like and, and beautiful starts, little monarch butterfly. Yeah, and and starts making their way to to Ella, and then Fab G begins transforming into human form, and that transformation sequence that felt awesome. And it was yeah. beautiful, and I loved. Yeah, Fab that was outfit. really cool. Oh yeah, and yeah. the outfit is just so good. Yeah, because it's it's of course it's evoking the monarch butterfly, and it just looks rad. It's, um, it's so nice. It's it's awesome, and it is like it's just the complete opposite yeah. of this <laughs> transformation, where it's like, oh, this is cool. I want more of this. Yeah, like, this is beautiful. Like, there's all these effects of, like, the wings transforming, and it's it's yeah. so nice. And, and the, the rhinestones on the necklace, like, forming. And like, yeah. This feels just, I want that for myself. Yeah. And and it does <sighs> feel like, yeah, uh, Fab G again just really showed up Bella a little bit. Like, Cinderella's, yeah. <laughs> Cinderella's transformation sequence should be the coolest one in the film. And yeah. no. No. <laughs> it did, did not happen. <laughs> God. Uh, I I did really like the, the whole caterpillar thing with Fab G. I mean, that is, it's, you know, that's a fun way to get that in the film. I... I really liked it, and I, I'll be honest, the first time I watched this film, um, there's there's a while where I kind of forgot about the caterpillar. Um, does she save it in the beginning? Like, is that shown? Yeah. Oh, okay, because I, I must have been fucking distracted both the first <laughs> time and the second time while I'm playing it on mute. I did not actually see her yeah, <laughs> save it, it the caterpillar. Happens- Oh god, it happens just... very quickly in the opening oh. song. So yeah, it's it's if you're already uh, going into a fugue state after after pushing <laughs> play, it's easy to miss. But yeah, um, <laughs> Ella Ella just saves plucks the caterpillar from a spider's web, and yeah, I don't know, I just really like that 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 small yeah. act of kindness just really pays off for her. Yeah, and that's and sweet. Again, and again, for a while, I completely forgot about the caterpillar. Um, <laughs> probably because there was just so much other bullshit fighting for attention in this two-hour movie. Yeah, that's so fair. It was. It made for a nice reveal that that the caterpillar came back and had a plot role in the story. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure it would have been an even better payoff if I had noticed her do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because because the first time I noticed it is when it's like the caterpillar has already turned into a little chrysalis on a, on in a, like a box in Ella's basement, and I was like, oh, I guess she had that all this time, <laughs> or I missed something. I don't oh, know. Whatever. 
She she off. I think I just assumed like off screen she saved a caterpillar or like yeah. had picked up a chrysalis or something. I'm like, okay. It's, it's funny how sometimes these movies do that to you because they are bad movies. When you miss something, it's very easy to attribute it as the movie's fault <laughs> because sometimes other <laughs> shit just does go unexplained like that. Yeah, but I mean, credit words do. They, yeah. It was in the movie. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Both times. I mean, and they they could have, I think, done more with the caterpillar and made it... Like, they kind of have a line where... Um, well, I think when she's talking to to the, the chrysalis, she says something about how a stepmother doesn't like pets or she doesn't like creepy crawly things. Um, yeah. And that's, like, really the one time she interacts with the caterpillar or the chrysalis but i i wish that they had maybe done more with it to remind you a bit more that <laughs> the chrysalis that it's the there yeah there. maybe give more screen time to to the chrysalis or the caterpillar than the stupid mice they did they do show the mice looking at it later <sighs> they always they always cut to the mice to like yeah. oh what do the mice have to say about this? Like, I don't care, movie. I don't care. <laughs> she doesn't even... It isn't even like in, like, say, the Disney Cinderella where she interacts with the mice. She's just no. like, there's three mice that live down here with me. This is fine. Yeah, it's just... They... There, there's a lot of fairy tale adaptations where the animal sidekick isn't really important to the overall plot, but they at least fulfill some other minor role, usually giving the protagonist somebody to voice thoughts to out loud that otherwise would go unsaid. Yeah. But yeah, in but this film, the mice are just completely pointless. Ella barely acknowledges their existence for the majority <laughs> she, of the film. And when she's talking out loud to herself, she's usually it's usually in the form of of song so that's already like just like a, a conceit of the film where it's like yeah of course she's talking out loud she's singing out loud because it's, it's a musical yeah and it's and, and they, so they wanted the three comedians in there they yeah they did i guess but it just i don't know i'm not i'm not a fan of j just the animal character around for no good reason um so she, they're not funny. They're voiced by <laughs> funny people, but they're not funny characters. Which no, is just, just sad. Yeah. It's just sort of nothing. They they are so nothing. It just it's you could easily rewrite the movie to just completely erase them. That's how minor their contribution is. Yeah. <laughs> like Shrug. I don't know. It's just I like their their main they they get so many scenes when Ella is at the ball where they're they're just hanging outside because they're human in their human forms they're just hanging outside the castle just like talking about how weird it is to be human um yeah they're like wow you will never believe how humans piss it's yeah like, cool they're, well they're all talking about their front tails Ugh. yeah just weird so it's like yeah cool i and again it's just this this movie's two hours long 
I think we could. You could have tightened this up a little bit by getting rid of all of this mouse nonsense. Yeah, would have saved you some VFX too. Yeah, you wouldn't have had to do these CGI talking mice. No, and it's so dumb because the mice, mice (laughs) talk. Not that I'm saying you should. Not that I'm saying you should avoid having CGI in your movies. No, Um, I think they're. Uh, uh, yeah. C- CGI is great, and you should pay visual effects artists more money. Just a, a general thank statement. You. Yes, as a general statement. The uh, effects also, and animation people should all get paid more. Yeah. Anyway, mice. But also, these mice fucking suck, and there's yeah. No also, point. these mice fucking suck. <laughs> they they talk throughout the movie, even in their mice forms. But that's just a translation convention for us, the audience. Ella can't hear them. Yeah, Ella, like, specifically is, like, she can't talk to mice. She just, Mm -hmm. she has no idea. Like, they they establish that immediately. Yeah. And it's just, (sighs) I hate them. I don't like them. I don't like these characters. (laughs) Um, it's, It's funny, though, because I, so I just recently got into, it's a show called Taskmaster. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Brie. I think I've heard Um, of it, but. It's it's a British TV show, and it's just a series where comedians are given these random silly tasks to do, and they're all just given a score on their performance. It's just like a really lighthearted, funny show. I'd, I'd recommend it. It's all on YouTube for free on their official channel. Um, and it was after my... It was so this last rewatch of Cinderella that I realized that two of the comedians who appeared on Taskmaster appear as the mice. Um, oh, so that was kind of a fun moment. I, oh, that's I, fun. I will say they are a lot funnier on Taskmaster than they are in this movie. I um, believe that. I believe that. But yeah, like it was, I don't know, it was It was a weird moment because I hated these characters so much and then watched Taskmaster not realizing that, oh, those are the two mice. Uh, oh, wait. And, <laughs> and so now I'm just like, it makes me even matter to see these mice in the movies because it's like, damn it, these are funny people. <laughs> You did nothing with them, movie. You have wasted these funny, funny people. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> uh. And the the third mouse is uh, played by James Corden, who, yeah. as far as I know, I'm still going through all the season to Taskmaster. I don't think he's he's made an appearance on the show. But he did appear in the recent live-action Cats movie. He sure did. I think that's the only thing that I could name that I've seen him in recently. But I yeah. also don't see a lot of movies, so who knows. But yeah, no. I, I was like, wait, that's the guy from Cats. <laughs> what a James Corden, to... you know, the actor from Cats. What a great thing to be known as. <laughs> oh, God. That was... That was... The second to last movie I saw before COVID hit. Oh, that was that was the last. I, I have seen one movie in theaters since, and that was like just yeah. a few weeks ago because I was finally like, okay. So I saw everything everywhere all at once. And man, God, that movie is so good. But I won't talk about that movie. But the movie I... <laughs> the movie I saw before everything, the last one was I saw Cats 2019 yeah. in theaters. And then... And then I didn't go to the movies for two and a half years. <laughs> the absolute, oh. the absolute last movie I saw before COVID um, was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you, you had some real choice picks. Yeah, I did. 
it was that Ugh. one was great too because I went with a, a friend and the friend's boyfriend who was a mutual friend, but um, my friend Caitlin, I don't I don't know if Caitlin actually listens to the podcast. I guess we'll see if she talks. About it. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Caitlin. Ta- Hi, Caitlin. If you're listening, this is your secret test. If if you actually listen to the podcast that you retweet all the time. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> thank you. But I uh, yeah, so uh, went with Caitlin and her boyfriend Greg, and Caitlin gets bad motion sickness. Oh and no! We saw <laughs> we saw the movie. It was first off, it was Valentine's Day because we went opening night oh. because that's the type of people we are. Um, Fuck yeah! But also, s- oh no! So on Valentine's Day, Caitlin had to leave the theater and then she went and go <gasps> went to go wander around the nearby chapters while me and her boyfriend continued <laughs> to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh no <laughs> So she had a great Valentine's Day. Just so you know. Oh no uh, Brutal. But oh, it all worked no. it all worked out. The movie was pretty okay. Oh that's good. Yeah. Here we <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I'm gonna have to. I need to see Sonic too. I I I don't know if I'm gonna see it in in theaters, but I yeah. was very tempted to make that the movie that I broke my COVID theater fast. You returned to the theaters yeah. for Sonic yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I just it felt like it'd be a good bookend. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. If you if, uh, if if you want to see a really good film, Everything Everywhere All at Once is very, 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 very good. It's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies of all time. Anyway, back to Cinderella. <laughs> yes. Back on topic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, what else is there to say? Uh, I mean, it's overall, the film, I think it. It does a decent okay job with the shake up of what of of not not even a shake up but like a little bit of a different twist on on Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Um there it is I mean and it's not a bad thing to be expected. I I no. think I've said before, cliche and things like that they're like tried and true for a reason. But there is sort of a thing where it's like this this movie tries to like throw in all these little twists, but still uh, at about 50 minutes to the end, I wrote down what the rest of the movie was going to be. And I was right. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, okay, so she's going to have to try and meet with the queen, but the dude she's betrothed to will be in the way. Uh, The prince will help. And then they'll go off together while the progressive younger sister takes the throne. Mm -hmm. And then I finished watching the movie. and All I have is, yep. Yeah, just like, like that check mark. Like, literally, I was like, okay, so the rest of the movie is this. Yeah, yeah, it does become somewhat predictable after a certain point, which again is not a bad thing. But I do feel like if you're going to be sort of predictable, then you at least need to make that the movie feel enjoyable, and then just so you could enjoy the predictable ride that you're going on. Yeah. And yeah. Again, I feel like this movie at least for me, it just felt like it overstayed its welcome. Like I don't mind yeah. this movie. It just takes so long to get to the plot points 
that I know are coming that I just start getting bored and irritated. Yeah, exactly. It's like, can we... <sighs> can we speed this up? Yeah. Please. But, ugh, I don't know. It didn't even... I feel like this movie didn't even feel that long to me. It just... I've, maybe it's because I checked out because I already <laughs> knew what was happening. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, and I wasn't even, I'll admit, I just, I kind of gave up on taking notes or really paying that much attention by just mm-hmm. over the halfway mark because I knew everything that was going to happen. Yeah. So I just sort of was like chilling and just watching the film and I'm like, yeah, it's almost over. All right. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I definitely, I had a harder time doing this last rewatch, but I, I think that's, again, probably just because I've seen this movie now three times in, like, yeah. the last month and a half, which oh God. just feels like a little, like, maybe two times too many. Um, yeah. I don't know, there, like, there were definitely things I enjoyed about this movie that I, I don't think they were handled as well as they could, but stuff like... I, I didn't mind the stepsisters or this even like the stepmother. Yeah. Well, even like that. We were, I was gonna say like that's a change that I that I did like because like the whole thing like they're still not good people. There's they're no. still sort of like it's not it's not an excuse, but you can see the reasoning for some of how the, the stepmother treats uh, mm-hmm. Ella. Cause like she basically near the end of the film reveals that a lot of her approach to all of this is due to like trauma essentially, mm-hmm. because they're in this, like they're in the society that is extremely like gender role you must stay women do this women don't do that kind of thing and it comes from a place of like she had a husband and two two daughters and she had like a love of the arts like ella did or does Mm -hmm. um and when she pursued it even slightly her husband kicked her and her daughters out yeah it's Um, she she it was piano specifically and she went away to it was just a month a single month she went to go study at a school to just try and and get better at the piano and after that she came back and her husband decided that her first husband decided that he didn't want a quote-unquote ambitious wife and seemingly divorced her yeah just for that yeah so like she's coming to and and was apparently like had had a lot of trouble and then had to like eventually met Ella's dad and married again but like all her her whole shtick for this is not like we're already rich and we're going to get richer it's yeah. we need to like find a way to like marry into a a place of wealth yeah. so that we don't have to be afraid and if we step out of our sort of role as like just woman and housewife and mother, then you are in danger of becoming homeless and mm-hmm. like it's it, it's like she's still like kind of evil. Yeah, <laughs> she still obviously favors her daughters over Ella and still like 
Ella stays in the basement. But it's almost like she stays in the basement willingly, but I don't yeah. know. I, uh, yeah, it's unclear. Actually, it's, yeah, it doesn't feel like she, at least it doesn't, it's ambiguous as to whether she is forced into the basement or if it's just this yeah. is the best place to have all of her fabric stuff. Um, yeah, because she's got her whole, like, she has her whole workshop down there. And at the same time, she is, like, treated as the 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 maid of yeah. the household. Like, of course, that's how the fairy tale goes. But, like... Oh. Although there are, it's interesting because stepmother doesn't make Ella do all of the work. She also gets her daughters in on it because she wants to show them what she, like, this is what you'll be in for if you don't marry right. You're going to have to yeah. do all your clothes and all your laundry and all that yourself. Yeah. So, like, it's it's a much more interesting take, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because even... Like, usually when you see, like, in, in in Cinderella stories, if the stepmother finds out that it was Ella that went to the ball and met the prince and has the glass slipper, gets pissed, tries to get her daughters to, to, to marry instead. Mm-hmm. This one, she's just like, oh my god, you have this opportunity, and if you take this, yeah. you can help our family. Like, you can, yeah. you can make sure that we're all taken care of. Please do this. She's like, she's ecstatic to find this out. Yeah. You're, you're the one the prince loves. This solves everything, you you know, like. And it's still, it's still not good because it means like she's just using her as like a means to an end. Like if you do this, you will take care of us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, she's not like, how dare you defy me? How, like. It should be my daughters, not you. It's it's yeah. more just like a oh, okay. Well, this is you did this. You pulled this off. Now you can help us. Mm-hmm. And it's still, yeah, like she's still she's still not a good person. But it is no. more interesting than just evil. Yeah, I'm going to lock you away in the tower, and then you know if my if one of my daughters can't marry the prince, then. No one can, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, so that's that's at least something that was kind of... Like, I did... I did enjoy that there was a little bit of a sympathetic angle to yeah. the stepmother, and the stepsisters are just sort of, like, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't I... really do anything. The the stepsisters, I, I do kind of like them, because they... Like, they're not super malicious towards or towards Ella. They just kind of... It, it's sort of like they're just trying to, I don't know, get by and, and like, they have nice conversations with Ella. They, yeah. They seem pretty chummy together and probably they're, they're failing as, as sisters or stepsisters is that when stepmother starts to get on Ella's case, they don't stick up for her they don't do anything yeah. to intervene they just sort but of stand all... back and look sort of uncomfortable and ashamed and it's like y- yeah 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 so it does but i i guess i also kind of get the impression that they do that because they know like or at least they're afraid that they'll if they stand out and protect ella that their mom will turn that on them and yeah. while it's not a great motivation i can kind of i can understand why you know it's hard in those situations to make yourself the target 
Yeah. Yeah. I I think the only thing I didn't quite like about how they handled Stepmother is I do feel like that sympathetic backstory, I don't feel like they, it's like evenly apply. I don't, something about just how they handled it, I feel like it almost comes at a weird point in the movie. Oh, I'm trying to think how to word this. <laughs> Like it's sort of it's sort of a she's been she's been sort of a a real up up goober, to that point up to yeah. that point and then it's like actually though you should feel yeah. sorry for her because she does have a sad backstory and it's there's a reason she's being so hard on her and it's like, ah, it's like okay it's, don't don't use this as some sort of weird excuse for the fact that she was in fact still cruel. <laughs> Like yeah. she, her her past trauma does not excuse her mm-hmm. poor treatment of of Cinderella or of Ella. Yeah, and and one point in particular, it it stands out to me, and it makes it feel like it's hard to accept stepmother's. It, it makes it hard to accept stepmother and Ella reconciling at the end. It's it's the bit where. After stepmother throws the ink on on Ella's dress to stop her from going to the ball, she also physically gets up and grabs Ella by the ear and like yeah. twists it, and then like gets right in her face and tells her, like, yeah. "You're not going to the ball. You're gonna go marry that creeper that I set you up with, <laughs> and you're gonna like it." And that's yeah, like at that point, I yeah, I I do not like it. The fact that she got physical and got in her face, it felt like it really crossed a line for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, up until that point, she was mostly she was just using shitty remarks to control and and, and abuse Ella and while that's still a bad thing, it just like the physical abuse just felt like in that moment it just escalated it and for her yeah. to then bust out the the tragic backstory it felt like okay well i can sympathize with you but also you did a shitty thing there and that's yeah and you not... shouldn't just be and that shouldn't just be swept under the rug as it were like yeah you you did some really fucked up shit yeah and also, she constantly is threatening Ella. Like, if it, it's only because, like, I loved your father that you're even allowed to stay here. I, I, I can kick you out at any time. And it's like, that's gross, ma'am. Yeah. That's and really I guess gross. It, like, thinking about her backstory, it's, you know, she's threatening Ella with the thing yeah! that she herself <laughs> fears the most. Or, like, that ruined her life. Yeah. So it's it's like... It's a little the the tragic backstory is unevenly applied. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just and and yeah and again the physical violence thing just felt like it yeah. it tainted that you know oh she's just trying to protect Ella in a in a misguided shitty way kind of yeah. angle they it felt like they were trying to go with. Hmm. Yeah. Should we should we mention that stepmother is is played by Idina Menzel? Idina Menzel. <laughs> there's some there's some cool actors in this. To be fair, mm. yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan is the king. Yeah, Mindy Jamie. Driver is his is the queen. Yeah, like 
There's some actors in this one. Mm-hmm. The the guy who plays the prince, I feel a little bad. I don't remember his name. Um, but he... <laughs> why is it that in a lot of these sort of like aimed at 12 and under princess films that all the princes look like the same dude? <laughs> Just, yeah. Just the sort of same white guy with sandy brown hair yeah <laughs> with roughly the face same face shape because i i looked at him and i was like is that the guy from uh disney descended it's not like they're completely different people <laughs> but for a hot second i was like wait is that the same guy that'd be amazing he's just he's just making his way through all these prince he's just movies. always he's just all the prince everywhere <laughs> god like it's clearly not but it, it's just like they're all the same dude. <laughs> they got the same character design. God. What what did you think of of Prince Robert? Uh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I I did not like him at the start. Oh god, no. At the start he's well, at the start you're he's sort of portrayed as just like a kind of a jackass. Yeah. And, who's like, and then, "Oh, woe is me." Mhm. He like pelts one of his friends with pears when they like make fun of him for being super drunk on a fox hunt yeah he just that was like the, that was like the one we really like ooh like this is kind of uncomfortable like he he really like flips out and just just throw at those pears those yeah. them. like oh like this doesn't feel like a funny thing i'm doing with my friend because we're friends it feels like i'm trying to I destroy this man <laughs> gonna... i will defeat you with these pairs yeah and then he yeah. his pursuit of ella in the beginning which just is, feels really awkward because he sees her for all of like two minutes for less distance, like or less a minute from across a square yeah she climbs up onto a statue of his grandfather and the king sees this and gets mad at yells at her and Ella has like a few kind of like awkward quips as she's trying to like yeah she's diffuse. like I'm being funny yeah haha <laughs> trying to just go to diffuse the situation with humor haha <laughs> oh I'm awkward um and yeah. this just charms the heck out of of Prince Robert and he decides <laughs> I must I must go meet this peasant woman she's clearly the one for me yeah. um and it's just kind of yeah it's just weird like don't do that it's not it's not cool in real life don't like. Go yeah. track and... down a woman that you saw from across the square. Yeah, it's just a little weird. Yeah. He gets he gets better after that point, but it, it yeah. is I guess sort of she it's like a kind of similar to the stepmother. It almost feels like it's an inconsistency in his character. Yeah. Well, cause it's like it takes a while for them to sort of settle on the whole thing that he's like he's resisting and and sort of acting out because he's under pressure from his family to like find a wife but he he doesn't love these women but at the same time he's 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 almost introduced as like a playboy style character where like he's just like I don't care about women and their feelings it not and not a I'm looking for someone to love yeah until he has like until he sings somebody to love. <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, well, I guess that's his motivation then. 
Listen, I I love Queen. I'm a big Freddie Mercury fan. <laughs> when that uh-huh. song came up, I was I felt personally attacked. <laughs> I just, uh, there's very uh, few people who could match just the showmanship and performance of Freddie Mercury and this man. I you know all the power to you as an actor, dude. But no, please don't. <laughs> I fast forwarded through that part on my last rewatch. Just Damn. Like, no. No. Yeah, that's fair. Just I'm oh, good. I'm good. But yeah, I guess I guess you're right. That is meant to be his motivation that he's just, oh, but I want someone real to love, I guess. I guess. I don't know. But he's introduced as being sort of a jackass to like a princess who's talking to him and like lounging in a chair and talking about getting drunk and hunting foxes. Yeah. And then during his song, he's got like, like servant girls sort of like ooing at him, and he kind of like looks at them, and then like catches himself and looks away, and it's like, okay, like what's your deal here, man? Like what's mm-hmm. your, what what's going on? Yeah, are you, you? the Playboy Prince who? Doesn't know love, or is it actually like you do want? Like, yeah, it just feel very inconsistent yeah and then his sister pops up and she's like can i talk about how i would be a really really good leader throughout the entire film no you are woman no you're a woman get out of here woman get out men only men only for crown (laughs) yeah god Uh, the ending of this film i feel it's it's a weird thing. This so this film has these multiple plot points of challenging social norms, specifically around women and what they can and can't do. So you have Ella and her dressmaking business. Um, you have but the women princess... don't do business. No, oh, that's laughable. How what women buying and selling property? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um. <laughs> You also, you get the prince's sister, Gwen, and it's like, it commented on that she's the brains of the family, and everybody just ignores her, and, and treats, acts like she's crazy, kind of, because yeah, she has- Yeah, they're like, you're so annoying, woman, yeah. with your ideas. Talking about your plans for bettering our kingdom? Get out of here, Gwen. Get out of here. You you also get stuff like with the queen kind of has a minor subplot where the king is just like, I don't know, he, he's just, he's very wrapped up in being king and... And, and his, per- like, the, the people's perception of him. Yeah, so he kind of yeah. treats her as, like, a second-class citizen, even though, like, he loves her very clearly, but it's like, well, I'm king and you are queen, therefore I am better than you, almost. Yeah. Like, but, I'm king, and because I am man and I am king, my word is law. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, f- fucko, like, I guess no one else can have an opinion? Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Remember when we, before you became king, and you were, like, a decent person who showed me you loved me? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Ah. Uh, okay, bye. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this poor woman. Yeah, it's like all the, all the women in this film have to deal with some bullshit. Um, yeah. But yeah, this film, so it has these plot threads that are talking about, you know, how these women are affected by 
the just like the the inherent sexism in this society and at the end of the film it just feels like everybody just declares yay sexism is over we've <laughs> we lesson. defeated sexism yeah woo. every everyone in the kingdom and in all other kingdoms surrounding us are totally chill with this yeah we've a man has declared that sexism is over therefore it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah so gwen gwen becomes heir ella gets to run her business um the queen subplot is resolved because she tells the king no in front of the crowd and that's i don't know it, it, like they comment on it earlier that she's always wanted to like do that like tell him he's wrong She's yeah. the one that declares the dance party at the end. That's her big thing. Yeah. She go, the king is like... The king's like, party's over. And she's like, no, you're wrong. Let's yeah. get the party started. Yeah. And again, sexism is over. Sexism is over, party. Woo. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... it's, And I don't know how, how much I should be bothered by this point. Because, again, this is one of those films that it obviously does not take itself seriously. You're not, it's not supposed to be an actual, like, serious commentary on sexism. It's a film, like, there's too many dumb jokes in this movie for it to, like, ever think that it was trying to treat the subject seriously. And yet, this ending where it just seems like we're supposed to assume that everyone in the kingdom is now like on the same page everybody now respects women and women are going to be able to do what they want they had a big party and everyone drank the respect women juice they were serving and now <laughs> now sexism is sexism is over yeah it's just yeah just a little weird a weird thing to end the film on but i guess the alternative is that yeah <laughs> Like Gwen becomes queen and everybody just like boos her or something. Yeah, like that's it's sort of the only way they could. And it's a fantasy movie aimed at kids. So like yeah. I'll take it. Fine. I You know guess. what? Sure. <laughs> There's been worse attempts at making fairy tales feminist. Yeah. God. <laughs> See, and I almost, again, with, like, with how this film was heralded as Girl Boss Cinderella, I wish, I wish that it was, it could live up to that expectation that I had built <laughs> forward in my brain. You I had a whole thing all... Yeah. And I don't even know what it would have looked like. I guess it was just, like, have you seen those Facebook posts from people who are trying to sell, like, leggings and makeup? And just with all the, like, oh, emoticon... Yeah. Somehow oh, I was yeah. somehow I was hoping it would be a movie like that. I don't know how that would translate, but just that energy in that Facebook post. <laughs> somehow that the MLM energy. Yeah, just somehow someone take that and put it into a movie. That's what I was hoping to see. <laughs> oh man. Like I wanted to leave this film wanting to like start my own pyramid scheme like that's the energy i was hoping to come away with (laughs) 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 oh incredible (laughs) maybe next time 
Alas. Next time someone chooses oh, to, to make it a yet another adaptation of Cinderella. <laughs> can take that note. Yeah. Let's let's can we kickstart this? Let's make our own version. <laughs> oh man. God, is is there any more you can think to say for this one, Brie? Um No, I mean we sort of covered it, I think. Uh I think Fab G is the best part. Yeah. Yeah, almost to the point that I wish they were in more of the movie. I don't know how that would yeah. work. No. Cause what what's the actor's name? Billy Billy Porter. Billy Porter. Yes. He's just so fun. Mm-hmm. And I wish that Fab G was in more of the movie, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Fab G, again, in like the three minutes they were on screen for, completely overshadowed Ella in every single way. So it was probably yeah. better that they weren't in yeah, more of the movie. Yeah, true. True. The director just was like on set and they're just going, actually, you know what? Let's just, the rest of the movie, it's just going to be Fab G's adventures. Yeah. I've watched that. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, God. like, I, literally, I, I have one single page of notes only on the front. And I, I had, we've, we've had more to say on this than I thought we would. Honestly, yeah, because <laughs> I other I had very little to note on while we were going through. Half of the page is just my prediction for how the movie ends. <laughs> uh, we should do that for future movies. Oh, no, at a certain point, pause the movie and then write down your predictions for the rest of the film. There's some films where that would be really easy, and some films where that would be. If you had told me to do that during Freddy the Frog, I don't know <laughs> oh my God. what I would have written down. You could have done that every 20 minutes pause yeah. and, and try and predict the movie, and you probably wouldn't would have gotten anything. No. God. God. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fine movie. It's yeah. fine. It's... This is another one of those ones where I almost have trouble recommending it purely because of the runtime, but it's also because God, it's so long. Why we is are movie so long. Me and my friends, we're all in our early thirties, and a two-hour movie is yeah. just—we're slowly losing the ability to to watch a movie that long, with, <laughs> without falling asleep. Or yeah, or at least like depending on the time of the day and like the energy level in the room. Yeah, yeah. Cause like this isn't a this isn't a a like laugh riot. You're gonna have a great time with your buds if you if you sit down to watch this. But mm-hmm. it's also not it's not good enough that you're gonna have a great time, and it's not bad enough that you're gonna have a fun time. So it's just sort of like if you feel like sitting down and watching two hours, it it this is more like if you want to if you're like babysitting a like 10 or under kid and they want to watch a film this is a fine one to put on yeah you know and maybe it'll maybe it'll keep their attention enough that you don't have to don't have to worry about what you're gonna do for the next two hours Mm -hmm. or maybe it won't who knows (laughs) 
It's not a bad film. No. It's not. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, this isn't like, I, I can understand why it got some of the mocking that it did by the internet, but. Oh, I, yeah, I, it, it still is like, <laughs> it is still a yeah. pretty girl boss Cinderella movie. But it's, it, it could have gone farther with yeah. that. You're right. It could have been even more girl boss. Yeah. I just, I remember one review saying that we girl bossed too hard. We girl bossed into the sun. And no, we didn't. No. We maybe girl bossed into the stratosphere. But I think we yeah. can Yeah. They're still farther. Yeah. You could still girl boss farther. Oh, man. Maybe that should be like. My new like secret objective to try and, try and find the most girl boss princess the movie. Most, oh my god! Oh, we'll yes. see. We'll see how that goes. Yes, but uh, I, yeah, I'll have to wait. What? 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 Have you? I haven't seen the the Emma Watson's uh, Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> I. But I've heard that one can that might that might work. Maybe I. Oh. I almost don't want to do that one because I'm, I'm personally offended by that movie. <laughs> like, how dare you? I, I, I mean, we we talked about the Disney live action Cinderella earlier, and I actually like I I kind of like that movie. I think it has its own identity uh-huh. separate from the Disney movie. While it's not like radically different, I think it it just it's it exists in its own right. Whereas the live action Beauty and the Beast remake, it's just. It, it just feels like, I don't know, it, like, what's the point? <laughs> I, I would much rather, like, I would just much rather go watch the animated version. It's, yeah. Why wouldn't I? It's better. The, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Emma Watson auto-tuning her way through every scene. God. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I've I've ended this episode on a sour note now because <laughs> yeah. I've brought up live action Beauty How and the Beast. How dare you? Yeah, there's. Oh. I mean, let's just say there's a reason why for my birthday month I've chosen. A, we are going to be looking at the animated Beauty and the Beast from Disney and not the live action Beauty and the Beast from Disney. <laughs> it's very very deliberate. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that's going to be it for this one, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you would like to check us out on Twitter, you could do that at Bad Princess MOV. If you have an email or a comment or a suggestion for a movie, feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. And if you want to peruse the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, you can do that at badprincessmovies.com. Hooray! Hooray! Thanks for listening. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, God. How are we going to girl boss our way out of here? Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, I'll do a flip while dabbing on the patriarchy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, by my tights. Yeah, by my leggings. Here's a candle that has a ring in it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some makeup. Oh, it gave you a rash. Oh, uh, no refunds. Woo. 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 Flip. <laughs> this is. 
what's awful is that if I don't figure out how to get audio for this episode, this is just gonna want to end on. It's just this awkward. Good. No. Good. <laughs> Even if you do figure out how to get audio, you need to. <laughs> it's just, just gotta stay. Just end it right here. Bam. Yes. <laughs>